This is Saturday morning's must-listen formal. Set to go. Ready. Waiting. The best minds in the business are ready to have their say. This is the Melbourne Racing Panel. Great to have David Gately, Mark Hunter and Jamie Rogers join me for the next hour to dive deep into this meeting at Sandown on the Hillside Circuit. Firstly, I welcome in David Gately. Good morning to you, Gator. Hello, Ted. And in uh, in normal sort of, uh, I suppose, current speak, there was some personal news from you during the week regarding your association with Best Bets. It's a magazine, a publication that's almost a Bible for, for the racing fans, and you've become the Melbourne face of Best Bets in recent years. Just outline the, the situation with yourself, Gator, if you don't mind. Yeah, look, I'll keep it brief, but it was a bit, uh, a bit sad, obviously, when you've been somewhere that long, it, it becomes a big part of your life, doesn't it? I mean, uh, what's that... Um 16 years, if my maths are correct, uh, starting out doing little videos at Mwillumbar and, um, yeah, it became, uh, became, uh, what it was. And, um, you know, the publication will be there 100 years after I'm gone and 100 before. So, um, looking forward to seeing how that progresses. Um, but, um, yeah, it'll free up a bit of Wednesdays for a bit more Sky One duties and probably expand the Oz Racing family a bit. So that's probably the plan, mate. And Steve Moran, who'll be on later on over in Hong Kong, played a, an integral role in getting you involved in Best Bet. So for those that are not necessarily worried about your, your personal life but want to find your tips, what's the best way? You mentioned Oz Racing. So for those that don't know your subscription service, just give us an outline of how people find that, Gator. Yeah, so you just um, go to the website, so it's ozracingform.com. And, um, yeah, we uh, keep it pretty pretty affordable for most. You know, I think it's... Um, Turns out around four dollars a meeting or something once we do all the extra stuff. So um, really manageable, a lot of fun, um, and just giving out a, hopefully a lot of information so punters can be armed with what they've got, you know, what they need, and, and hopefully learn something along the way because we want the next generation of punters um, and people that love the sport and the animal uh, involved as long as you know as long as they can. Absolutely. Mark Hunter, there's plenty of love for you via the SMS. You should be cashed up after the Moey and Cranbourne meetings yesterday. Good morning to you. Morning, Warren. I don't think I managed the place getter at Mooney Valley, so I had to save face somewhere. Yes, yeah, humble as usual. Rail back to the true position. We're on the hillside circuit 11 metres on Wednesday. How do you see the track playing? actually went and had a walk yesterday, and I heard, there's plenty of juice in it. It's, uh, I wouldn't say it's rock hard. It would have dried out later in the day. I was there about 3 o'clock. Um, yeah, I would think. I don't. I think you'll be able to make ground. It's not dynamite, but I think you'll be able to make ground. So it should race pretty evenly across. Big week for Jamie Rogers, but she's been hosting our breakfast program. But she's experienced with hosting breakfast radio before. How are you feeling this morning, Jamie? Feeling very great, Warren. I'm actually going to be back on Monday, and then Katie Price will return to the show for the remainder of the week. But it's been great fun. You've got a wonderful team there at RSN, so it makes the mornings much more enjoyable when you're working with great people. We're off-season here. What's the interest been like in, in this meeting without a, an absolute standout feature race today? Yeah, look, Warren, the earlier races, um, the first two in particular, there's really not much action that I'll be reporting on. But in terms of the best-backed runner today, it would definitely be Detonator Jack. That's coming out of race five. But elsewhere across the country at Randwick, there's a really short-priced favourite coming out of race five, number eight, for Sile, who is definitely the best-backed runner of the program there, as well as Brookspire in race six, also at $5. And then over in the Gold Rush, it's Kiss on All 
four cheeks. That's the best backed runner there, but only just ahead of Valana, uh, who's the second pick at four dollars twenty. We'll get Gator's thoughts on that Randwick meeting after nine o'clock. Let's kick it off at Sandown. The first is for the two-year-olds. The scratching is number six, Lady in Pink, and Jamie. They're all on debut. What's the market telling us? Yeah, and I always like to see where the money goes, Warren, on these sort of races where they're all on debut and there's really nothing at this stage that's come through. But what we have taken would be on the one in Energised at $4.60 and then holding just a little bit less than Energised is the four in Chief Wiggum at that $21 price. But other than those two runners, Warren, there's hardly anything taken on any, any other runner. Gator, there's obviously plenty to learn here. How did you end up lining them up in the first? Yeah, look, I've tipped uh, Candelago. Um, showed really good natural speed in the jump out and sort of slipped away. Wasn't under much pressure. Looks a natural runner. Obviously, down low and uh, Boris uh, jumped out together. They both went really well. Uh, down low was run down by uh, aforementioned Boris, who covered a little bit more ground, was probably under a little more pressure. Uh, but look, they were both uh, very, very good. And Sarah Sana uh, won a short course jump, and then was close up in a recent trial. Um, so, yeah, for the record, I'm 3, 5, 2 and 8. How did you end up lining them up in the first, Mark? I've got the same numbers as Gator Warren, number 3, Candelago. I thought the last two jump outs, it wasn't tested two ago and looked to go nicely, and they, they give it a bit of a slip along there last time. I thought it extended well, so I thought it would go and park up somewhere near the front, and I thought trialled well enough to win from two Price Kent horses. There looks to be absolutely nothing between them going off that jump out. I've just put number five down low in for second, a three, a two, our Obros for third, and eight, Sarasana. Trialled against the older and some decent older horses there last time. There's no match, but wasn't really pushed out. Looks to go okay also. So put them in three, five, two, and eight. All on debut in the first, Mark Hunter's numbers three, five, two, and eight. David Gately, carbon copy with three, five, two and eight. I thought number two, Ouroboros, was strong through the line in, in a recent jump out. Plenty to learn here. I put two on top of three. Candelago, like the boys, I'm impressed with what we've seen from her at the jump outs. Actually, like the jump out of number one, Energised, out wide on the track, covering a bit of ground, holding his position in the field. I thought that was an encouraging sign there. And five, down low, coming through the, the same jump out as Ouroboros. Two, three, one and five for me in the first. Race two is over 2,400 metres. Take out number one. Sule Nawaj, a benchmark 78. What's the market telling us here, Jamie? Uh, and Warren, there was an eight cent deduction for that scratching, but this is another race that hasn't had too much betting interest. But what we have taken is on the two, an Irishman who was seven dollars now into six dollars fifty. The favourite is the three in Kaituku, who you can see is firming in two eighty into two dollars sixty, but has definitely taken less than an Irishman. We've taken a little bit on Never Again and Accountability, the eight at that eighteen dollar price, but it was more of a double at that eighteen dollars, but the four dollars for the place. But again, Warren, not a huge amount of action in this race. Not a huge amount of action from a punting point of view from the, the tab customers. Mark, how do you see, see race two? Firstly, how do you think they might run it along? Well, I think J-Rod 2 will lead from one, uh, but it will have to be ridden aggressively to do that, which I'm sure Froggy will do, because it's got an Irishman and also got two of you going forward. So I think initially, at least, you'll see a bit of a hustle for the lead until they find their spots. I found this a tricky race. I'm going to tip here number six, Miss 500, who... Look, if it did anything at all last time, I would have thought it was a good thing here. Now, trouble is it didn't do a whole lot. Sat midfield and just held its ground. I'm just banking on it being fitter. I think the tempo will suit. 
And gee, if it finds its top, it's a perfect race here for Miss 500 to beat number five, J-Rod 2, who I think is the first leader. I think he's the best of the leaders and will take running down. Little roughy down the bottom, number 10, Epsom Dave. Just looking for the horse running on. I think some of those leaders will be suspect if they don't find the top. Epsom Dave's a bit like Miss 500. All you want to see was do a bit more. Would have been hard to beat. And nine minor legacy who should get a nice run behind them. Wax away okay, has got a place champ. So a little bit on spec here, six, five, ten, and nine. What are we doing here, Gator? Uh, look, I, I don't know, but um, I, I've tipped an Irishman on top. Obviously, the, the form cook ties in through Katuku and never again, so I've sort of gravitated that way. Look, he does need to settle better if he's going to run 2,400. He was a bit keen last time. I thought at that early price I could find out, um, and with uh, Suze Lamarge, I think they've gone to Adelaide, so um, just thins the race out a bit. Uh, Katuki certainly short enough, um, but a good solid enough win last time, proven at the trip. Whereas our top pick and, and of course the four never again are not. And Salasi perhaps next, but um, I found the race tricky. For, and Mark's identified the reason why. I think the two best stayers are they don't look to be in great form, so not sure what to do. But um, as I say, two at the value perhaps are worth a little play. Two, three, four, seven. Two, three, four, and seven from Gator. Mark Under's numbers are six, five, ten, and nine. I too found it a, a tough race, but I did think that the number three, Kai Tuka, I like the fact that Mark said he walked the track yesterday and there's a bit of juice in it because his form is much better when he can get his toe in the ground. And I think he might just take that sit behind an Irishman and, and J Rod too and be in that sweet spot. So low confidence race, but three, Kai Tuku for me. In a ten, Epsom days. Would have liked to see him do more last start, but there was perhaps a glimmer of hope. He does get out to a slightly longer trip and anywhere near his best with the claim. He'd be very competitive here. Four, never again's unknown out to this trip, but looks to be going very well for the Reese Goodwin stable and maybe can run the trip out and agree with Mark about number six, Miss 500. Anywhere near her best, she's right in the mix. She was just holding her ground back on the inside last start, but the way this race shapes up, good speed. She might be making some sweeping run or a sweeping run with clear air down the outside. Three, ten, four and six for me. Race three is over the 1,400 metres. It's a benchmark 70. We take out numbers four, eight and ten. Jamie, how's the market shaping here? Well, Warren, it is the one in Russian Ronnie that is the best backed, 4.20 into $4 and is definitely holding more support than the favourite who is Midtown Boss at $3.20. It's actually holding double to what the favourite's holding. The three, no drama at $5.50 is also seen a little bit of interest, but the, the customers have gone a little bit wider to the seven in typical you at $13 would be the third best backed runner in this race. There's reasonable speed in this race. Russian Ronnie from the Waterhouse and Bot Stable rode the speed second up. You'd expect him to, to be in a similar position again. No drama. Doesn't have to be too far away. And I could even see Girl coming across Craig Williams. I'll, I'll assess that and know where he needs to be. But I could see her in a reasonably forward spot. Russian Ronnie in particular, I think, will be intent on setting a solid tempo, which is, is the way to get the best out of him. I'm going with number three, no drama here. I thought the win last start, second up, was full of merit at Bendigo, beating Holly Manns, who's run well in good company subsequently. Thought a jump out between runs was most encouraging for number three, no drama. Two Midtown boss, he's come back in terrific order. He's shown 
bit of versatility. He was able to show some good acceleration to win first up and, and a bit more tactical second up. So he's got a bit of versatility racing well. Six Charming Dial, appreciate 1,400 metres on a spacious track and a reasonable tempo up front. And Russian Ronnie might be riding the speed and, and giving a side. He could be there fighting out the finish. Three, two, six and one for me in race three. Gator, how did you see this one? Yeah, look, um, again, it's got some, some queries. I thought Calico Jack uh, might be a little bit of value in it. He beat a subsequent winner in, in Legio 10. The third horse, interestingly, New York Hurricane, crossed the line with Hollyman's in that Group 2 Sandown Guinea. So you can sort of tie the form in OK. He wasn't bad last time. I take the winner out of it. He wasn't far off Greece, who's pretty smart in record time. I think getting to 1,400, so just at that early price, again, just drawn in a little bit. No drama onto dry ground. Bendigo, 11 to 1,400 second up, yet still too good for Holly Mays. And you referenced the form there. Russian Ronnie, stable of flying and tough to risk. Back to 1,400 with my little query. And Midtown boss going super and has a future. Good little race, 5, 3, 1 and 2. How are you playing the third, Mark? I set her on the number two Midtown boss, Warren. It's got to run the 1,400 metres and it's got the wide gate. Uh, Daniel Stackhouse rode it two ago. He rode it quietly and it just let rip down the outside. Punch forward last time on that track to suit the race. Got the job done. You wouldn't say it was super strong through the line, so it has to run 1,400 metres here. I'm hoping for a quieter ride and I think it'll sprint really well. To beat number six, Charming Dai, who got through the line nicely last time. You go back last campaign, it's got a good enough 1,400-metre run to say it will run well. One Russian Ronnie, I think, has to lead to win, so it's got to cross no drama and hold out girl. If it does that, it'll be hard to run down. And three, no drama, who did a good job second up, beating the older horses. It's a good run from the draw. He's in the mix as well. Going with two to run them down if it's ridden quietly, two, six, one, and three. Mark Hunter's numbers in race three at Sandown on the hillside circuit, two, six, one, and three. David Gately with numbers 5, 3, 1 and 2. My numbers in race 3 are 3, 2, 6 and 1. It's 19 after 8. Time for a break. The Melbourne Form Panel.